When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Monday's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. I am your host, Craig Fowler, and I am joined in person in his lovely flat in Ball Green, Edinburgh, by Tony Anderson. Hello, Craig. Hello. But that's not all. We've got a third person on this show, and for long-term listeners of the podcast, you will recognise this name and voice for... Short-term listeners of the podcast, you'll be like, who the fuck is this guy? It's John Callan. Yeah. Well, well, well. If it isn't the ghost of Christmas past, yeah. back for a good haunting. <laughs> Up in the rarefied air of the main show, out from the Patreon uh, yeah. heads. Yeah, nah. yeah, well, yeah. of course I have. You're a Patreon subscriber, yeah, yeah. patreon.com forward slash Terrace Podcast. Uh, you, you will know Tom from occasionally jumping on uh, whenever Tom Watt is unavailable or, <laughs> or when we're requiring yeah. two Aberdeen fans for a podcast. Yeah. Surely it should never be a time like that. Yeah. need two Aberdeen fans, come on. Relax. Yeah. Relax. Relax. Too many for the for the for the Hearts Tennis podcast. Christ. So John, what have you been up to since you stopped appearing on our free to air podcast? Are you asking what I've been up to in the last decade? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Uh, oh, this and that, you know. <laughs> have you kicking a bit? Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you had any children? I've had one child. There yes, we go. Congratulations yeah. what, what on that. specific question. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's how people do it these days. It's yeah, not thinking about having kids. Yeah. So I just talk to everyone about it. Very in vogue for people our age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, well, that's why. That's yeah. why I did it. Essentially, yeah. You get, you get good likes on socials. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, in the last in the last six months. It's good of for that the decade. gram having a child. Good for, good for Instagram. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that was the main reason. Yeah, he's doing well. Yeah. Right, good, good. Yeah, getting the likes in, so that's good. You mentioned the word haunting. Mm. Hauntings. Are, are you haunted, John, by Aberdeen's loss in the Viaplay Cup final to Rangers on Sunday? I think uh, haunted's maybe a wee bit strong. I'm not happy. I think it was suboptimal. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Not an ideal Sunday. Yeah. Not no, my favourite Sunday. No, a very damp Sunday as well. Very damp Sunday. But uh, no, no, not ideal. I think, uh, I think generally speaking, when you're a fan of a team outside of the old firm, you do kind of go into these these games against the old firm at Hamden in semis or finals, and you kind of have to think about it that if we win this today, this will be a day I remember forever. Yes. If they win it today, it's another day for everyone, and we can all just get on with our miserable lives. I really noticed that I was in the I was in the Corrie Inn in Edinburgh, and there was like the there was like Rangers fans in there, and they obviously celebrated at the end. And then they were all just back drinking their pints, like nothing had happened after it. I really did notice it. I'm like, if there was a, if that was Hibs, I'd be losing my fucking mind. Yeah, oh, yeah. cuddling people for like days on end, <laughs> like yeah. folding my work red, not happening this week. Uh, like you know, like, but just the, the sheer difference. Don't get me wrong, in this in the stands and in the ground, the players looked really, really buzzed. 
and that's because it has been a length of time. But uh, I suppose it's just an older crowd in the corridor, so they've seen it all before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think uh, yeah, it'd be last days of Rome stuff if, if a non-old firm team wins that game. But yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah, I think you kind of have to go in with that mindset, and then you can't be too despondent. Now, maybe that's the loser mentality that means we never win these games. But uh, yeah, that's. I, that's I think it's I the vast difference in budgets that's the reason that you yourselves, Aberdeen and Hearts and Hibs, don't normally win these. And the incessant times that you've been and not won. <laughs> also has a huge impact on how enthusiastic you are when you're not on the way they have 10 pints though great or as uh, Tom Watt said a man spent £900 on a round of tequila rose in a he, bought bar. Every, he bought everybody in the bar a guy for whatever bar Tom Watt uh-huh. was in he bought everybody in the bar a shot of tequila rose and it cost him £900 wow I mean firstly I'm disappointed I wasn't in that bar I mean, it's not my favourite drink but if, if it's free that's right. fine yeah, yeah. just get one yeah. shot yeah. I, think, I think there was a lot of cheers lads <laughs> yeah, exactly. see you later Tom hi uh, I, I think there's a lot of uh, yeah a lot of a lot of people uh, yeah in, in a very dis- so when when I got the train back through this is very interesting but when I got the train back through to Edinburgh uh, after the game I think the la- I think it must have been the last train at that point back to Aberdeen got cancelled straight away so the Train to Edinburgh was absolutely down with Don's fans. And, uh, yeah, the, 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 the morale level was low, I mm. think, at that stage. Yeah, the guy, the guy, I got chatting to one of the guys there, and he, uh, some boy, and he said that uh, because of the disruption on the way down, he ended up splitting a taxi from Dundee with his mate. Wow. Yeah. Bloody hell. Yeah, for the, for the cost of £170. Pounds, so. £170? Pounds. Uh, yeah. You just can't so, fucking go anywhere in this country. Pretty you can't much. go anywhere. <laughs> so, so, you know, I, I had a bad day. You know, worst day. You can't go anywhere if it gets too hot, if it's too cold, if it's too snowy, if it's too rainy, if it's too windy. Yeah. I don't want to go into this because obviously yeah. it drives me yeah. absolutely yeah, yeah. bananas. <laughs> Is it obvious I'm trying not to talk about the football? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to actually, I'll go to Tony first then. You can maybe, you can maybe think of something that's not too bitter to say about sure, the game. Sure. Tony, what did you make of the final? I kind of wanted to mention a bit. I thought Rangers played quite conservatively. And I think, obviously, I was in a pub watching it. So, obviously, you know, I don't have the same visual tactically as I normally would, of course, not at all. I was, and they, I thought they played quite conservatively. And I think that might have been quite deliberate. I think they were worried. I think Clement had noticed what Aberdeen have done to them at Ibrox Point. But I'm sure he watched that game back before he was doing that, even though he wasn't the manager, uh, to get an idea of how Aberdeen would line up. And obviously, what they'd done at, at Pataudry. Especially the way Aberdeen started in that game, they really, really looked like they could hurt Rangers quite easily. And I, I, I spoke, we spoke about that at the time. I was quite disappointed at how quickly they done that, got the goal, and totally sat in. Yeah. Uh, so I think he paid Aberdeen a bit of credit, and I think that says a lot about Clement. Shows how quickly he learns. It was on that during the week what he done with with Sterling and uh, who started in front of him, Sofentes. Uh, mm. Really impressive. It really, really worked. And obviously Sterling ended up getting man of the match in this game. So I really think this he's the one who comes out of the smell of roses because I don't think anyone played particularly well mm. on the day. I don't think there was real standout players. I think there was a lot of disappointing performances. I think, don't get me wrong, like certain players like Cantwell and Sterling, they, they, they kept on plugging away. And, and what you need, you see what you need in a final and it gets them over the line. I'm not criticising them, but there's no real guys that are like, wow, he was magnificent today. So I think the guy who comes out of this best is really really Clement. Yeah, yeah, I think there's there's no doubt that they were very disciplined. Uh, ah. I think that's that would be the word I would use to describe yeah. it because uh, yeah, the, the the whole the whole Aberdeen game plan at the moment uh, is to get the ball and get it forward quickly and try and catch teams out that way, and they weren't to be caught out. And now I think that's also down to players who when when we had those kind of moments of, of breaking forward, picking the wrong pass, or 
you know the the ball breaking down or whatever mm. but um i think a lot of it was down to the the kind of respect that rangers had shown us uh, in that sense as well yeah, compared to the league game is a, is a kind of striking example for sure. Because they certainly had a much better handle on that aspect of the game. Like mm. You saw the amount of times the ball came forward and just was immediately sent backwards again by Goldson and Balogun. I thought Balogun in particular, I thought he was very good. Mm. He seemed to win. Well, both of them won over 80% of their aerial duels against an Aberdeen front two who are both kind of decent in the air. So that kind of shows you... Me, me, me also had one of his poorest games, I would think. There was of. a suggestion, like amongst, especially amongst our pals, that... Was he entirely fit? He didn't. He didn't look entirely. Rushed. Fit. He rushed back. Yeah. He would think. Yeah. In a cup final, I don't know if I'm going to put too much blame on that. Getting yeah, your star well, strike I, on the pitch yeah, for a game like yeah. that. He would have the odd game like that maybe last season where you know and this is back back when I think I think everyone was kind of thinking okay this guy's a penalty box striker and, and not much more. <laughs> yeah, I definitely thought that. I'll yeah, be exactly. Yeah. But, 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 but this season that's that's um, not really happened at all to be honest. So. I, I would I would think that he, he probably wasn't fit given given how little impact he had in the game. I'm interested to know your feelings on Rubizic coming back in for for McDonald. I mean, he's he's a bit chaotic. There's no there's no getting away from that. <laughs> <laughs> he's a bit. Cha- I I understand. I mean, when you get made to look like a fanny by Cyril Dessers, I mean, come on now. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the guy for best, he had them on his arse and they tucked it away. It was like prime Fernando Torres. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's there's always there's always a few moments, but I. I, I totally understand why you have him in the team because, like, as a as a raw central defender who yeah. can who can literally head away asteroids, then <laughs> yeah. then yeah, he's your guy. And there are going to be moments where you're going to be defending your penalty box when you're, you're yeah yeah. Rangers. So, so, so you think you'd be protected yeah, in that. So. Yeah. So you thought it was more of him and rather than maybe not just trusting Jack Milne in, in such a big game. Uh, Maybe, maybe, maybe he doesn't. He, he thought that Jack Milne wasn't quite ready for that kind of thing. But the way that he's he started Jack Milne in recent weeks makes me think that he does rate him. Yeah, yeah. he moved Devlin inside in recent weeks. Yeah, I suppose yeah. as well. It's the kind of thing like as you said, like you're going to be sitting deeper. You're playing against Rangers, so kind of if it's if it's like so because Milne playing on the right also meant it could be Nicky Devlin in the, in the, in the right centre back role, and then you've not got Rubisic playing. Yeah, but Devlin's kind of he's one of the centre halves that's good at bringing a ball in. Yeah. As we've said quite a lot, we want to see these three at the backs with defenders who can bring a ball. We'll be talking about this on YouTube later. Yes, <laughs> but when you're when you're playing against Rangers in a cup final and mm. you, you know you're going to have to defend your box a lot of time, you probably want somebody rather Rubisic rather than Devlin because Devlin's Ooh. ability to take the ball out will be massively nullified. And Devlin had a decent game. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. I would have been surprised if Devlin was one of the three. Like Devlin's obviously been a standout performer for Aberdeen this Ooh. season, so he's on the team sheet. And I don't think he'd put him in for the three, like when you're having to do so much defending as as he would have been expecting for this. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised by that aspect of it. I thought maybe McDonald's, Angus McDonald, had, had uh, played himself into the conversation in the mm-hmm. last few weeks as well with his performances in Europe. But the fact that he got 90 minutes uh, during the week, maybe thinking you would that, think instantly that that's playing. Yeah, exactly. That's that's probably not going to happen, which is a bit of a shame because uh, yeah, he's he's not done a huge amount of wrong other than being being injured at the start of the season, which obviously isn't his fault. So. Yeah, um, I, I get the argument for Rubicic, but I also he does also make you feel quite uneasy at times. Yeah, man. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, what what about the goal? I mean, I, I saw a few people online saying Rubicic was possibly at fault. I thought it was maybe Bruce. If you're going to blame but anyone, Bruce, yeah, yeah. Bruce should be doing a, a lot. Which but is Bruce, very Bruce had a decent game. Yeah, and when you see the goal from the initial kind of wide angle. It, it doesn't really look like much his fault at all. It just looks like a good strike. Hits it on the ground. It's difficult for the goalie. When you see the angle behind the goals. Like if he just lifts his, he just doesn't judge it very well. The bounce. If he lifts his hands, mm-hmm. like even like a f- half a foot higher, he's comfortably pushing that away. Mm. And he just doesn't. He just doesn't quite judge it properly. Yeah, it's, an, it's quite an unusual strike for it to. Yeah, yeah, and, and to be fair, that's down at Tavernier. Like, yeah, he misjudges it. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
I think I think there was a bit of a collective loss of concentration in that kind of minute or two mm. since because there was a, a handball shake for penalty. I think before mm. that, I was obviously like about four hundred yards away yeah. the other end of the ground. <laughs> uh, so, so whether it was a handball, you know, is is, is for the birds. Can't really, see the but, other end for the curvature of the earth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, so, so yeah, no, I think I think there was a bit of a collective sort of loss of concentration for that minute or two because it was pretty much the only. The only kind of lapse, I think, that mm-hmm. they let, the, yeah. let mm-hmm. Rangers in there was there was a couple of other chances or half chances that they had, but yeah, that was that was pretty much the only moment where I think the the they were maybe just about half a yard behind it and, and obviously got punished. And for in it. the year of our Lord twenty twenty three, Bora Barisic is crossing it to James Tavenier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is what you say though. I said this after the game, like Rangers fans have said, like, oh, we need to move on for these guys. It's not their fault. They're still some of your best players. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Move on to who? You've not signed anyone to take their place. Dijon Sterling's came in. They turned him into a centre midfielder straight away as well. <laughs> and, and, and he's doing very well in there in these last couple of games. But yeah, Tavernier, man, what a career he's had at Rangers. Yeah. I, I, I mean, further, me and you have always been. Very pro yes. Tavernier, and I know there's, and I, and I but, know but there's even when it wasn't cool, definitely when it wasn't cool. <laughs> uh, but when he's playing in the first division, we are, we are these first up, <laughs> <laughs> but and, and, and I get it sometimes, and I get that you want to move on, and I know he has lapses in concentration, man. But people talk about mentality, and it's all quite wishy washy when, when people use these phrases and use certain words about certain players. But Tavernier's definitely got that, he, he's never ever looked bothered about. When it goes shit for him, yeah. and the whole fucking club st- fans have completely turned on him over periods of time, and he keeps on coming back, and he always does it. Not just the most important, but some of the highest level they play at, like mm. in the Europa League when he was like top goal scorer, and it wasn't all just penalties. He was turned up in the penalty box and scoring goals like that one, and it's just when when it comes and they, they can't rely on anyone else, and they've sent like spent shitloads of money on all these strikers who haven't really done it at all. It's still Tavernier coming out of the box and doing like you're saying an unusual shot because you know, the way he shoots is always different. There's no way of gar- even the way he does penalties. It's never a guarantee what you're going to get for Tavernier. He doesn't have like a, a staple way of doing things like the, with the way he shoots and his style. And he's just like, he's done incredible for them in their toughest period ever as a club. And to mm. come through and he's still doing it and he's still scoring goals in cup finals. They've not won a lot of trophies and he's still, so it's massive what he's done. And it, it, it doesn't get said enough. It really is mental how Tavernier's thought of. I know he's not well, It's all Rangers fans who are like, oh, he's not a, he's not a Rangers captain because we barely won any trophies under him. Again, it goes back to what I've said. It's not his fault he's one of your better players. Exactly. If he had better players around him, he would be a captain who'd be winning a lot more trophies. Absolutely. And he wouldn't be the first one you'd be kicking out the door. Previous, <laughs> previous captains like John Gregg didn't win loads of trophies because he had to put the entire team on his back half the time. Uh, um, so, aye, and uh, talking, I, I don't really, I don't like doing this bit, but uh, McCausland didn't turn up whatsoever. No. Because he's a young player, I don't feel unfair, but I think there was a lot more expected of him in the game. Yeah, just because he's been playing really well. Exactly. Recently. Yeah, but it's it's a big occasion, and it's against uh, and it's against a kind of strong defensive unit like Aberdeen. have got their flaws, but you knew that it was going to be. You would have been. Well, would you be surprised? You'd never really be surprised if Rangers were three 0 up in a cup final against the team of mm. Celtic before half time. But I think at this one, you would have been. You would have thought Aberdeen. Aberdeen are going to make this a tight game, and this is mm. going to go down probably to the second, or probably to the, the last whistle as it did, and that's because. For the flaws, and we could we'll talk about Barry Robson very soon. They are oh. they are they are strong at the back, and it was a it's a tough shift going up against Jensen. And I mean Johnny Hayes, he's not had the best of seasons. It's, it's safe to say that he's his best days. I'm even, surprised he was playing. Even, even his even the best days of his Indian summer 
Or behind him. <laughs> the best is the yeah, yeah. But he's the kind of guy who can still put in I'd watch t- that film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, let me just jot down. The best the days of Johnny yeah, Hayes yeah, is yeah. Indian summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you get the domain yeah. name, name sorted yeah, and then we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. put the plot together. Yeah, I'll be yeah, fine. Yeah. Like a, like a, it's like last days as he yeah, lives, yeah. And lives in the heart of Aberdeen. <laughs> he's, he's like, he just lost his third wife. <laughs> <laughs> But he's the kind of guy who can just make things difficult for McCausland as well yeah. by just sticking to the role. Yeah. But, and talking about players who didn't really turn up, Graham Shinney, since he's come back to Aberdeen, he looks like Graham Shinney every four games, mm. I think. Yeah. And Sunday needed to be one of those games, I think, for Aberdeen to have a really good chance. And he just looked like the new Graham Shinney, which is, Graham Shinney looks quite old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, you say you were surprised that he started, I think... I think he was always going to put that experience on the pitch. Oh. He's and Shinny, like there was no doubt about it. And I, and I know that, like, yeah, Shinny's uh, consistency, I would say, is not what it used to be. That's that's essentially what you said in so many words there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he, just thought, he said it five. I yeah, said yeah. it forty-five. But, he's, but his legs just his legs were such an important part of yeah. his game. So when yeah. you start taking that away, I feel like you could use him better. I think I would. You could use him better. I mean, it's probably because he's captain and because. He probably on a lot of money to bring him mm-hmm. back, but really you should use him as a squad player, bringing him off the bench. You'd probably get better. You'd get more value out of the smaller if you used them less. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think because he is such an important figure in that team and a team mm. that's like obviously been completely overhauled mm. in each of the last three summers. Yeah. yeah. To have to have people like Hayes and, and Shinny who are in with the furniture at Petaudry, I think mm. actually does count for a fair bit. Get get, get the club. Get oh, the club exactly. Yeah. They know the place. They're yeah. good. They're good honest lads. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. So, so they get the club to know the place. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Somebody said it needs to know where the toilet is. Shiny just I just did the whole night. And I, got, I helped them get three points for the weekend. Great, you're starting. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, nice yeah, yeah, like by Rob's like that. That guy is good. Oh, uh, yeah. Do you wear toilet water? <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, yeah, no, not his best game. But I mean, it's, it's, it's quite a tough shift being a midfielder in this Aberdeen team. I would mm. say full stop. Even even if it is uh, uh, a guy like Shinny whose game was always based around here and around the park, mm. because because of the way that uh, Aberdeen are playing with the ball at the moment, I think uh, if you're a midfielder and I think you don't I want it, you're seeing with Leighton Clarkson. Well, they, they they have it for such a short amount of time um, that it's it's difficult to difficult to get a foothold in the game, mm. and certainly like the the game plan isn't to control games in in the way that you know previous managers have tried to do. So it's uh, it's a bit of a tough gig for them at the moment, and. Uh, yeah, and it's difficult as well because because supporters are obviously aware that there's so much competition for the places in the centre of the park just now. I mean, Barron didn't get a single minute yesterday. So, yeah. I Were you surprised at that? Do you think he would go for him at some point? Again, it's about what, what, what what's his skill set. Do you mm. need that in the last 20 minutes? What yeah. do you think? I see him checking on Barron and he's like being the best player in the park and then like two weeks later he's not even get a game. It's like, it seems to continually happen. I'm like, yeah. what's happening? Yeah, I I can see I can see why he would maybe be frustrated. I mean, he's obviously out of contract uh, in the summer. So talk of him going to Rangers, actually. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Kelsey, please. These, these stories, these stories come. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is what I meant by that. <laughs> not that it's like an inevitability that he will. Um, I mean, I hope not. But uh, well, he's yeah. an midfielder, so yeah, he's probably going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have we have seen this movie twice. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's I wasn't. Was I wasn't, it as good as Johnny Hayes? Indian summer. That's a movie. <laughs> 
Uh, aye, Baron. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't expect him to start. I I, I did expect him to come on and, and get a few minutes. I think, but um, especially if uh, and, and perhaps if it had gone to extra time, that would have, that would have been the option. But uh, yeah, it's uh, I can I can see why he'd maybe be frustrated by by the state of things at the moment. I know Duke's not been that good. All right. What's Sockler doing though? What's 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 his gig? What's Just to like confuse defenders so that there's two Miofskis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it's like I'm wondering because I see a bit because Duke came on. I thought he made a bit of an impact in terms of. I don't think he was good, but he, he starts running at people. He's his pace. He got to he. He, he went down when he shouldn't have, but he was going into the box. Mm. He won a free kick. Like, just stay up, man. You are going, heading into the box, free. And he goes down soft, and it is a free kick, but you could definitely stay on your feet. I suppose it's just, this I guess is what you do. He's running into the box, so you uh, might get a penalty. Uh, but mm. you need to wait another second until you <laughs> yeah. get into there. But just, you see, like, what the, some of the things that he can do, and I'm not soccer. He scored a good goal during the week, don't get me wrong. And, and I just... Like what's I don't like there's not enough difference between the two strikers. I don't know, like in terms of a partnership, it just feels that Sockler just is a bit meh. Yeah, I mean, I, there's definitely something about Sockler. Mm. It's it's unclear exactly what that is yet. And he, this is the first time the, the last month or so when he's had a decent run in, in the, the team. team. Yeah, and to be fair, in, in one of those games against Rangers at Petodre, he did the flick on for yeah, yeah, he did. So, so he I also can, missed a sitter. True, true, true. <laughs> but uh, and, but he yeah. showed what he could bring, what he yeah, could bring, yeah, and yeah. the value you could bring in that. So, so I can see why, and and also like I mean, you talk about Duke coming on and and offering a bit of a threat. I mean, running at players from the, like coming on uh, as a sub late is probably a better way. I of, can, yeah, yeah, I can yeah, see yeah. the. Logic. And yeah. I don't think I don't think there'd have been too many people arguing for the reverse of that for for Duke to be starting and then for Sockler to be coming yeah. off the bench. And I suppose, I mean? and I mean, you look at the sub specifically: Morris, Duke, McGarry, Polvara is very much stay in the game, then introduce all the legs yeah. all at once. Because yeah. I mean, McGarry's got that, uh, and obviously they come on sixty, like they're bringing on. 66, 66 in 70 minutes. So the idea has probably been in your head exactly how we're going to play this. So he probably thinks maybe Sockler's better ways back to go and he'd probably do, when it opens up a bit, then Duke's probably a better, better bet at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's either that, I think, or, yeah, you, you could have started with Duke and, or you could have maybe popped another body in the midfield, pop Polvara in, essentially, and, and make sure that one of the midfielders, probably McGrath, is getting really close mm-hmm. to, to Miofsky all the time. But, I mean, again, like I, I can see the logic in going with Sockler as he, as he has tended to do over the last few weeks. And, well, I mean, he got a good chance, so that's something. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I can, uh, I, can, I can see the logic. And I think, another... I think there were a lot of people who, would have been, who, who wouldn't have had too many complaints about that. It was that. a shit game, boy. <laughs> before, we move on to a <laughs> shite, before we move on to a shiter of a Scottish Premiership weekend, yeah. apart from two results, we shall just want to focus on Barry Robson. Mm. So, strange interview after the game. Where he, Very. Where he uh, talked, like, like that. I think you'd put in the group chat where he talked like, like a lot of journalists down south do about pundits do about Man United. This is mm. this is Manchester United we're talking about here. But he's like kept doing that. This is Rangers. This is Rangers Football Club. We can't come down here. We can't. It was it was almost like he was preempting the criticism on AFCChat.co.uk. <laughs> like that he was just going to get too much stick for being too negative. But it, but because this is the this is the knock on him entirely is that he's neg- too negative. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing in this game. Because but in general, it's yeah, yeah. But in general, it is and after. I mean, the Hearts game was a big result because you kind of thought before then, okay, he's probably just going to get the cup final and then they'll say goodbye. But now that he, he won that game, narrow defeat in the cup final, how how short or long a leash does he have? I think, uh, I, I don't think there's any question that he needs to start getting results in the league. 
because if we get to a situation in the springtime whereby Aberdeen are clinging on to the coattails of the top six, let's say, then, you know, he's, I think, uh, he's going to start looking like he's on a shiggly peg. But oh. at the same time, like, as, as I kind of hinted at earlier, you can't be in a situation where you're having to overhaul the team every year. Yeah. It's just it's just not sustainable. So I, I think there's an appetite, seemingly, at the club to, to try and make this work. But uh, if the league results don't improve, then it will be unsustainable. I think, uh, I think you know, you can all see what, what he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. And in some games it is working. But um, uh, ultimately, if it's, if it's not, if the results continue to sort of potter along as they have been, where you win one and you lose one, mm-hmm. or whatever, and you end up in sort of this kind of eighth, ninth situation, mm-hmm. or, or even like, I mean, let's not be honest. Uh, let's be honest. There's not a significant difference between the bottom of the league and, and the rest yeah. of the league at the moment. So... I mean, if you if you're anywhere near that kind of spiral, then I, I think there will be there panic. will be yeah. a wee bit of panic. I could see that happening. There's, now, there's the, some very winnable fixtures coming up. Yeah, but the, the winnable fixtures are the problem. Yeah, that <laughs> is true. the winnable fixtures <laughs> are the problem. We had, we had this discussion last season. I mean, because obviously, I mean, Aberdeen rarely hump anyone. It's always one yeah. 0 that they win. We we I think a lot of people called the fact that they would have good performances against Rangers, for example. The the performances in Europe have been brilliant. Mm. Like I know they didn't get they didn't really get what they deserved, arguably, in, in a lot of the games. They're very they, uh, I think on another day they could have got through. Compare, compare their performances this season. They, they finished with the same points, but compare their performances this season to Hearts last season. Mm. It's night and day. Hearts yeah. are just getting scalped ah, by yeah. like Fiorentina yeah. and the, the Istanbul team is Sonny McCann. Don't worry about it. But Aberdeen were competitive in all those matches yeah. against the teams. And I mean, yeah, Pauk aren't as good as, as Fiorentina or, mm-hmm. or Istanbul. Uh, but but Pauk still, still absolutely humped ours. So, but I just, but that again, you can see that coming because of the way Robson plays. So it wasn't like, that, that wasn't like I was surprised at that. Mm-hmm. It is like you're saying, the winnable fixtures with the other team, where it's like the Simpsons where nobody kicks the ball and it's in the middle of the park. Because <laughs> Aberdeen don't want our team, well, we're not going to do it, we're not going to do it either. Gives it to Jensen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so, uh, so uh, again, that, that's what happened. Holds it, holds it, holds it. <laughs> but, he's shown, but he's shown that against Hibs and, and against Hearts that when they get yeah. the intensity levels up, they can mm. batter yeah. teams. They have the ability, they have the strength, they've got the makeup of the team makes sense in the Scottish Premiership. It makes like, you think that can do stuff. I'm not even sure the squad would need overhauled if another manager came in. I think it's a, I think it's a good squad. I right? think it could easily be argued that it's the third strongest squad in the mm-hmm. division. And I think really, so, yeah. Europe is, Europe's a massive hindrance to clubs. We saw it with Hearts last year and you saw it even in the summer with, with Hibs. I mean, if Hibs weren't in Europe this year with Lee Johnson or maybe stuck around in a couple of months probably he'd be relegated <laughs> <laughs> there's that uh, no I think uh, I think what needs to happen now now that obviously we're out of Europe we've not got uh, not got a League Cup final to think about what needs to happen now is he needs to find a way of getting these players into uh, a system that you can play against teams that are of a compatible mm. level or slightly below uh, and be able to be able to beat them because that's what he struggled to do. Mm-hmm. I was actually reasonably, I wouldn't say confident, but I was reasonably comfortable that we would we would play well yesterday. Yeah, you knew you'd be. In, I knew yeah, Aberdeen yeah. would be in the game. I knew exactly. they would never be exactly. getting Whereas if you know, well, it's Livingston at home on Wednesday. I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> it stinks. I'm probably less confident. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, bizarrely because he's not found a, He's not. He's not found a formula to to mm-hmm. make these to make decent players work together to to break down teams or to. You know, when it's not just a situation of catching teams on the break, he needs to. I think he needs to find a way of doing that, and I think there are ingredients there to do that. It's just um, a case of finding that formula. So I hope, uh, I hope we see a wee bit of kind of evolution in his team over the next few weeks. I think that's what supporters will be looking for for sure. And just, I mean, you're talking about how he was a bit awkward and uncomfortable in his interview. 
Have you ever seen anyone more uncomfortable in a suit in your entire life? Just <laughs> not a man who wanted to be wearing one. He had the corsage he had on yeah. was the size of his head. It was absolutely <laughs> massive. Like, I think, the corsage was a weird choice for the club. Yeah. I think, yeah, all in corsages, you know. Yeah. Yeah, What's wrong with like a wee thistle, man? It look, like, a bit of class, it looks nice. Yeah. The corsage is like, what, prom day? Yeah. But the League Cup final in the pissing rain in December? You all look like idiots. You can't win dress like that. Standing there with a wilted bunch of flowers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Ross and friends, <laughs> Byron obviously when he comes yeah, into the yeah, uh, yeah. into the press conference after the game, don't be nasty to me, new strangers. Turn the camera off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jack. Yeah. Right, we spent twenty-seven minutes talking about the League Cup final because we don't really want to spend that much time talking about the five Scottish Premiership fixtures that we. Let's did. go to what you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a really, really enjoyable result. Though. <laughs> enjoyable result which happened at Celtic Park as Hearts went there and got their first victory in the east end of Glasgow in 14 years Wow! goals from Lauren Shanklin and Stephen Kingsley in the first half hour and Hearts held on and held on pretty comfortably it was we'll start with Hearts first of all this is what we kind of know about this Hearts team, and it doesn't. It, it obviously buys Naismith a bit of time. There, there's no doubt about that. that this is one day. Fellow's going to say Naismith yeah, yeah. done well. <laughs> we, we got even Parkhead. We're not getting quite there. One day we're, 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 we're squeezing. We're getting close. See you next week, Naismith. <laughs> we're getting squeezing. Yeah, it's obviously bought some time because it means that, especially if the defeats of Mirren, who are, are still looking a bit out of sorts at the moment at the weekend, then it means that even if he loses the derby, he's probably still going to keep his job, and he's still going to have. Fans, all right. will be, fans will be fans will be raging again. That's just the way that football works these days. That one bad result. Somebody asked, like, I can't keep up with Hearts fans. Like, it was like, well, if we win, we, we like them, and if we lose, we what about? That's that's how football fans worked in two thousand twenty. Very simple. We'll be getting on to McDermott Park very soon. I'll tell you the exact same thing. But if he does, if he wins the next game and then loses at Hibs, it's not going to be a case of like everybody's just going to revolt against it now. It, especially if it's a kind of half decent performance and chances are missed or whatever. But with this game, it was just it was still kind of more of what Hearts are good at. And Hearts are, are very good. He set them up very well defensively. Frankie Kent's been one of the signings of the, the entire Scottish football season. There's Stevie Kingsley coming back, had a very good first half. He then got injured. Kai Rolls is back to his best. This was this uh, Natty Atkinson, again, excellent. He was missing for a few months. His, he's probably been the player who's improved the most underneath Stephen Naismith's management. Cochrane was excellent again. Benengame is starting to look back to his best. There's that solid part of Hearts, which is very good. It's not necessarily great at attacking. Now, you're away to Celtic, you're not going to get many chances. So that's that's a weird game to bring that up. But it, it doesn't really... It's a terrific result and it's brilliant. And I was absolutely buzzing watching the game and then buzzing afterwards. I wasn't going to go out on Saturday because I was out on Friday and I was out yesterday. I had a family thing. But I was like, right, as soon as that game was done, I was like, I, I need... The I need buzz to is too much. Yeah, to the buzz is too much. It was incredible. It was like... Can I just go home and be like that? Walking on air. Like, was, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's just no way you can. It's impossible. <laughs> I need to release it somewhere. Yeah, 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 it's impossible. Just going yeah, home yeah. and be like, ah, right, what we have in past yeah. now? Absolutely <laughs> no way. <laughs> it must have been weird, though, because normally when you when you beat the old firm, it's kind of a situation where you're clinging on by your fingertips yeah. at the end or, you know, it's it's been like a... There it's was... been a, a frantic finish, but it, it must have felt like a bit odd to have, like, oh, the game... Yeah. The game to peter out like that for what like an hour there was, there was 10 minutes at the start of the second half and there was another 10 minute period i think between like 75 and 85 minutes where celtic were really kind of it, an onslaught is probably a bit too strong to call it but they were kind of cranking up the pressure increasing the tempo a little bit but for the rest of the game it just wasn't there for celtic and it was just so 
Yeah, like I say, just so comfortable for Hearts. I mean, it's comfortable because of some really big performances, and there was a couple of occasions, like you think of Stephen Kingsley's block in the first half in injury time for Palmer. Palmer makes that 2-1 just before half-time, and that completely changes yeah, the game. Absolutely. It gives like a lift. It puts a major seed of doubt into the collective minds of the Hearts players. So Kingsley came up huge there. There was also a moment in the second half, I don't think it made the highlights, but Frankie Kent had a really good tackle from O when he looked like he was set to score as well. I think there's maybe one other. There was a block as well. Kyogo had a shot in the first half, which again, I'm not sure made the highlights, but that was blocked near the line as well. can't remember exactly who did that. Kyogo's form is nothing to do with Brendan Rodgers, though. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely no, nothing. nothing to do with him. He's very clear about that. So yeah, I don't want to just, just be like, it was all about how bad Celtic were because Hearts had several defensive players who were outstanding, but it still was weird in terms of just how listless and lifeless and especially off the back of like because that's two games in the league they've lost in a row now they had the game against Feyenoord in between but that's when they've, they've risen their game like they were terrible in the second half against Killy they absolutely mm. dominated they, they were battered like, they absolutely yeah. battered yeah. but to then go and to have Hart score those goals and Shankland's Shankland's a brilliant header but Jesus Christ <laughs> yeah it's metal like when is everyone it's yeah, one yeah, player yeah. like yeah, even yeah. like yeah. even look at like our defenders Kingsley's not scored in ages before this game Frankie Kent's not scored for a shit Kai Rogues never wins any headers in the opposition box there's one guy you have to mark and it's Lawrence. Yeah. They're all marking yeah. themselves. They're marking each other. The Celtic players. It's not like no care. Like really lazy. No care. <laughs> taking at all. It's very like lazy fair. The bar. Just everyone just standing about. <laughs> Literally scored a header from a corner the previous week. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's fresh in the mind. Uh, you'd yeah. say. And after he had a couple of games where he looked all right because he does look all right a lot of the time because he brings a lot of energy and a lot of kind of threatening running. But then as soon as he gets anybody near the penalty, he's useless. Oh. I think Mikey Johnson Celtic should now be friendly finished. I think Alex Cocker might have ended it. <laughs> Pay him off. He was, when his substitute was announced at halftime, there was loud, ironic cheers from the Celtic fans. Who knew that like publicly calling him out would have this effect oh, on yeah, him? Yeah. A guy who's already <laughs> looks like a confidence player on his ass. Just dig him in even more. It's not going to help. And then play him. And then go, then the, I mean, when I looked at me taking off Palma, this team's nowhere near good enough to be taking him off. Where half an hour ago, there's nowhere near. I was confused by that myself, I have to say. Especially then, when they initially put Bernabe at the left wing. I was like, and then what he had to come on, then Forrest came on later. And they moved around the team, and I think they had to move. Craig, Craig Taylor came off, Burnaby went back out, Forrest went up, and that's all starting to lead up to you don't know what you're fucking doing. That like, really yeah. makes, you know, it just all seems completely random. Uh, like he's maybe thought of a tactical reason to put Burnaby at left wing, and then quickly went, that was fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, like, yeah. let's do it, put it all back to normal. <laughs> But I can't just take Burnaby off, so I better take Taylor. That's what it sounds like to me. And before we move on, it just has to be stated as well. What what a goal for Stephen Kingsley! What, oh, what a freak! He's really got that in his locker, though. Yeah, it was just a bit of a, a bit of frustration, frustrating season for him last year. I don't know if he scored at all. He certainly didn't score a free kick. Having got, I think he scored like four the season before. Now he even scored like twice in pre-season last year. But the, I always hate when somebody scores a free kick during pre-season because like free kicks. Scoring free kicks are very rare. Yeah, so you, you wasted it. You yeah. 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 Yeah.
been proven quite regularly. I mean, St Johnston done it when yeah, they were yeah. at their absolute pits, at the absolute worst. Hibs done it at, at Easter Road, right? And that that wasn't like you were sitting there panicking, like you're saying. You were sitting there like this seems okay. I mean, James yeah. Forrest hit the bar, uh, but you're like this all seems all right. You're not absolutely panicking the whole time. Motherwell were able to do it for for long periods in, mm-hmm. in the game one one. So you're like. This has been coming, and especially at Parkhead. Obviously, yeah. Kamarnik have done the number on them. Kamarnik also beat them early in the season as well. Yeah. And quite similar in that one where you weren't like, well, there's no, there was no onslaught at any point. And this one, the team's actually able to get the wins because poor Mark of your corner, and then, like you're saying, pulling something out of the bag. You still need to pull something out of the bag because you're still not going to trouble them all the time. It's still Celtic. They're still going to see yeah. a lot of the ball. So you probably still need to, to get the win. You yeah. probably need to bring something out of the bag. And Hearts were able to do that, but... It starts to get worse and worse though because people start seeing a blueprint of how to do something. Mm-hmm. People can copy, you start watching things, then it starts perpetuating itself. Other teams like, and then you lose the fear factor. It can all, they yeah. really can get out of hand. And I honestly think this is reeks for Celtic because they'll turn on Roger. They're already doing it and they already wanted to. You know, it's, it's something they want to do. They sack, don't like it. Sack the board chance again. Yeah. They're booing of Santa Claus booing at Santa. Turning on Santa. They win everything and they lose one game and Santa's in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't get... I, I, I do realise that the sack the board stuff, I get, there is, when you really go deep into Celtic, you know it's... You, it was luck, Vance Postcoglu. It was luck for the board. It was complete luck, and he was able to you know, have a, a go to a different market. They still didn't have to overspend, and he was able to get it right. And he brought a really good brand of football, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But it's never the board that it's not there. It was pretty lucky. They wanted someone else as well. They wanted another couple of people. It seemed. And they don't spend enough money. They don't spend it right. So was also not Dominic Mackay that was behind Postecoglou. That rings a bell, and he lasted about three months yeah. in the job, and then disappeared again. So because the law was always in charge. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, so with all that, you're thinking like this. I understand with it because on the face of it, you're like, God, it's so childish. Lose two games, get the board, do it, get him out, get you know. And you're like, ah, just so pathetic. But really, when you do think, you do know where the Celtic fans are yeah. are, are coming from. Even though it's still funny to laugh that one game finally moved one game out of fifty three, and Santa's been booed. <laughs> <laughs> Right, let's move on to our second Scottish Premiership game. And that was one of the only other... We've now gone down, so we talked about the game that had two goals in it. Now we're talking about one of the two games that had one goal in it. And the first one is at McDermott Park, where St. Johnson beat Hibs by a single goal. And a single goal was all they needed, Tony, because Hibs didn't create anything the entire fucking game. Wow. (laughs) Real, real... Real bad, but I don't. I don't want to do that because it's very easy for me to go into tear the hibs, and, and that time will come. Uh, but like, I do want to talk about St Johnston. They already all think I'm a better Heidi cunt, anyway. So the load, the loads of positives for St Johnston. We spoke about this the other week, Craig, about like the smarts Levine's brought mm. to it. He really, he he understands the makeup of a team. He knows Jaisimi probably isn't an out-and-out striker. No. He knows Graham Carey probably isn't a second striker. But he understands that the building blocks to make a functional team, and he's lose, he's missing a lot of the, the other players that he could use to, to do that. So he's had to think outside the box a bit. He's like, I need some sort of pace. I need a pace up there. I have to, this isn't going to work with a really defensive team with not a lot of creativity without that. There has to be someone who has asks questions. Carey's got quality as well. Mm. So I'll have around the box a bit of quality so I've got a decent delivery. You know, like these absolute must-haves, essentials to make a team function. And he's done that and he's there was never going to be a question about him getting them organised. That was always going to happen. It was a really 
smart move for St Johnston getting Levine in. The minute he done it, you're like, ah, oh, that is probably sorted them out, actually. <laughs> like, because there's enough shit in this league that if you can get them sorted. But he's actually done a lot more than that. And like you're saying, it's the smart stuff of moving players into unusual positions that you wouldn't normally think would work. Out of necessity, then he's brave enough to bring Frank Zak in. Mm. I mean, I don't think Levine's famed for bringing through youth and certainly not putting up six year old against Hibs who he doesn't like like you know but you but you really want to win that game you know he will and, that, and that's not a criticism he yeah, obviously yeah. will the Hibs fans really wanted to win this game I because Craig, it's him I mean, Craig Levine especially in the recent years loves stuck it in a 16 game <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so but Frank Zach was, was really good and he really shows up the rest of that again the St John's team Levine's showing the smarts Frank Zach's got the agility he's got the pace to, to become more of an attacking thing because all the St Johnston wingbacks they're fucking defenders none of them are like go forward they don't do anything like that so there's again he's thinking Frank's I need someone who can get down the wing and can actually put in he spent a lot of the time up the park and, and I thought he was really really comfy on the ball he, he had a really good game Matt Smith and Dan Phillips had a really good game Phillips looks you know, he's, he's looking like a very very handy player for uh, them now isn't he Phillips is good I'd take yeah. him One yeah. of the, you start looking at that team like, I'd definitely take Phillips yeah. he's smart he's clever he's really good on the ball and I think in a um, I think he needs to be in a three because you need the legs around him but mm. I, I think well I think uh, that's why him and Smith work as a partnership because Smith does have the legs yeah, yeah. and he was yeah. really good at that it would be almost like a perfect sort of partnership partnership if either of them could score yeah because <laughs> they, they, they were they were good on the day but um, to move sort of towards towards Hibs it's like the worst team that they could play sort of like sets up like this and the biggest worry for, for Hibs now is under Montgomery you can see what he wants to do incessantly doing it but things aren't quick enough to do that. And then you're seeing at the start of his tenure, Hibs were having bucket loads of shots and they're getting less and less and less every week. But he was actually picking up a few wins. The Aberdeen win had an element of luck about it. Uh, Livingston, I mean, he was still only had like two shots on target, but he wanted to write that off because like it was a fucking minging day, mm. a completely minging pitch. So I was like, I don't want to give too much criticism about that. And the team made that work. But this was abysmal. It was properly like watching a team at the end of days stuff like they would really like listless no like they were trying to do things that didn't work whatsoever Ellie Yuan had like a laughably bad game <laughs> <laughs> like we're talking the Sam Lammers of this world it was he was his touch was just bouncing off of everywhere and they they done it with Tavares who was nowhere near as bad as that but what they done in Hibs is they were playing the wide players coming inside a lot I mean Yuan actually looked like he was playing centre midfield. He wasn't. He was coming in for that, but he mm. did so much when he had the ball, he was he was playing centre. And Tavares done the same. And this is the difference. When teams are coming up against Hibs, when we're playing Whitaker at right back, they're asking him questions constantly. And that's fair enough. It's, it's a 16-year-old fullback. Mm. Yeah, but when Tavares coming in, he's not actually asking Frank Zach. So Frank Zach, in a defensive sense, is having a, a bit of an easier game. You, if you're nervous making your full debut against Hibs, you're like, fucking you, Adam Boyle. Not saying he's like, that. I'm, in, I'm going to get asked a lot. I'll be, be strong. Then they were taking the players away from him, which I found bizarre. He'd be like, actually, that's a child. Let's get the ball. Ask him. <laughs> that's a child. Yeah, get, get him. Get him. Um, and then in the midfield, they had Levitt. Yeah, yeah, get to the goal, get to the good Yeah, bit. yeah. Come on, yeah. come on, that's all That's all very nice. But. Yeah, Levitt looked like he was having a, a good game, but it was just because he was getting the ball constantly and St Johnston were really letting him have it and he was getting deep and it looked like he was dictating the game, but he was really getting anywhere with it. And then really smart in the second half, they'd just done a seven or eight minute period, St Johnston, where they upped 
their tempo. They upped the press. They it was like Levine like let them loose for like we're gonna go for the hips throat for 10, 15 minutes. They've not really looked like they can hurt us in the first half. He like, you know, he really mm-hmm. figured it all out, right? And then Phillips is suddenly much higher up on Levitt, who's not getting to see the ball. Smith as well, much at Carey, much higher up the pitch. And there was a period before the goal where you see all the Basically, the whole highlights of that game was a five-minute period in the second half. I mean, you watched the first half. They showed you this little goal, and then it moved to the second half <laughs> <laughs> on, on the sports scene. And so they'd done that, and they pressed Hibs, and they made Loja, and, and Kukaravich could have scored. When, when he, that was a sitter, really. He should have scored, and he just shot a shot before that was really well saved. And then Levitt took it off the goalie, and don't know what's going on in his head. He's pinged it directly to Carey's. It's so no even going over. He obviously wants to go over his head. It hits him in the stomach. It's like, it's like drilled. It looks sore. It's drilled into his stomach. And then Carey, again, like I'm saying, if you're going to play a team like Ebbs and you're going to try and press her a bit, don't, they don't have a lot of quality. Mm-hmm. St. John's, so Carey's the only one who's got that little bit. He could whip a ball and he could strike and the shot's great. And again, that shows the smarts of, of Levine to really, really sat down and thought, this is the cock I've got. We are going to have to make this piss. And he's really, really thought about it. And, and, and it really worked. But yeah, it's just, it's really, really worrying at times because like, Hibs have got such... <laughs> this, this is <laughs> the cock I've got. I'm going to have to make this piss. <laughs> <laughs> it's like someone at a music festival has been up all night. <laughs> I've, never, I've never heard that saying said in that way. Yeah, 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 structured yeah. in that it's way. It's a turn of phrase. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm expecting like Jogo. I, of course, I. <laughs> ah, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, so it gets, gets worrying. Like Dylan Venti, for example, who's good. He is good. Mm. He doesn't got you don't you don't hear any criticism of Venti for the Hibs fans because it's just worrying because of the way that the team lined up, especially with Lafondre taking out the team. He ends up almost being the second striker because he wants Boyle to play him behind. And you're like, so Venti, who you know is really good in front of goal, I mean, chances he's basically blocking a defensive midfielder. It's all more about his work rate. Uh, he's, he's set up quite a few goals recently, but it's like we're just not using his powers whatsoever. And the same with Boyle, it's like, especially in a game like that, I'd be thinking, let's drop Boyle off because we're struggling to break in a team. Let's see him ball carry. Let's just get him chasing at people for five minutes to see how it is. And I think sometimes there's a real stubbornness about him when like, like that, that period in the five minutes John said, let's start going long for two minutes. Let's just get out. We're under the course for a little while. Let it calm down. Then we go back to what we're doing. Yeah. That's not going against your principles. It's just managing the game in that period because they've they're obviously like, you've made a few mistakes already. Let's calm down. We're not in a good place at the moment. And I think he'll argue that he wants to make the principles stick. You need to do that over and over. It needs to be repetition. And I get that. But he just has to get, you'll need to get his right players. And the thing is, in the transfer market, if he wants to play this very specific style constantly, he can't have a failure in the transfer market. They're all going to have to be perfect to come in and, and sort of do it. And then you took Newly to that team, you see what happened. It, it just couldn't function. Yeah. Right, let's move on to our final game that had a goal and it arrived in the 97th minute as Joe Shaughnessy bundled it in after Luke McCown hit the post from a free kick as Dundee went up to the Highlands and defeated Ross County 1 0. Now, the big kind of headline for this one was Derek Adams' comments <laughs> mm. after the game. However, we're not going to talk about that on the show, firstly, because we're already at 45 minutes. <laughs> and we are going to be doing that on on our YouTube channel. So this is going to be an exclusive bit of content. It's only going to be on YouTube. So if you want to watch that, go to Terrace Podcast on YouTube.com, obviously. You should have heard of it by now. And you could watch YouTube.com? Us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's uh, up and coming. Oh, I don't want to be sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
And yeah, we'll talk everything about. We'll, we'll chat through Adam's comments about his Markham team being a hundred times better than this Ross County team, and about which is a lot of shite and Scottish football being really bad to watch this season, which has got more of a point about yeah. it. <laughs> uh, but for the game itself. Dundee winning one 0 County looking the brighter team earlier on. Simon Murray looking very, very lively. One of those kind of Simon Murray games you get where the kind of headless chicken routine also includes with a ball at his feet, and it can be really hard for mm-hmm. opposing defenders to get it off him. But County couldn't score. Dundee kind of became more threatening and ultimately got the goal. Does Joe Shaughnessy ever score goals other than the last five minutes of games? Well, certainly a fucking Easter Road he does all the time. <laughs> it's, it's always late when Easter Road. Yeah, yeah, it's always late Easter Road. Eh? He scored twice against Livingston earlier this season. Yeah. That was late on as well. I'm trying to rack my brains thinking of when he, he definitely did score for Aberdeen. I think I remember him. I, I can visualise him celebrating after scoring from a corner, but I don't know whether that's like AI generated in my head. Or <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 but he's actually he, he's quite good in the box, yeah. attackingly, because yeah. he, 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 he isn't one of those players you know who just. He sort of like gives his, shows his aces straight away. He does like, you see him move round and he'll come in late and like you see him in late on in games basically go up front and he, he doesn't look completely out of place. Mm. Joshua, a lot of the, I, I'm using Easter Road but I see him score like coming in late into the box and scoring diving headers from open play. Mm. And you're like, that's pretty, even though it's a shamble, blah, blah, it's still impressive. And that one, he's, he's, he's following that in. He's, he's got no right to get, but it's just, you, you gamble and you just go in and you get and he gets his goal. Some of the interesting things for this one, I thought it was a bit of a... I think he maybe done it because he scored, I think he scored off the bench a couple of times in recent games, Zach Robinson, he started instead of Rudden, but something we've not said and which probably contributed to the football being absolutely dreadful this weekend is the conditions were rubbish up and down mm. the country. It was very rainy, it was very windy oh. as well, and you could particularly see that in the St Mirren game, which we'll get to soon enough, where the ball was like blown off the oh. corner flag. And so you kind of think Rudden would maybe fit this game a bit more, like somebody to harry defenders or to just run around. And to Robinson's not quite that type of player. He's more kind of back to goal, kind of awkward with the ball, but he's kind of got a bit more ability about him. But Robinson wasn't any good. And they could, could have just done with just playing Rudden instead. So that was a bit the only interesting thing for me when it came <laughs> to Dundee's. The, the one for County was... <sighs> Derek Adams just continuing the Malky McKay thing, taking off Jan Dander, took him on and brought on Max Sheaf. What are you doing? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> um, I was impressed, but just watching the highlights because I, I was I was going to watch a game on Wisecat and I just I, I just I don't hate myself that much. I looked at all those left, I was like, oh no, I'm not yeah, finishing yeah. work, and then just sitting there and watching. I'm just not doing it. Nobody cares. <laughs> so, but with them, it was just it was interesting to see like how much belief Dundee still have because they were the ones really who turned the screw late on in the game, and obviously Beck had the chance when he dribbled mm-hmm. into the box, Oof. and that was that was nearly brilliant. Yeah, but that yeah. was late, and they were piling on pressure. County had done it sort of huffed and puffed during the earlier game, and I think I like that because you're not telling me when Dundee first came up and they were going a point at Dingwall, I'd say they'd be delighted with mm. it most times. Most clubs traditionally would mm. be, uh, but it looked like they were docker. He's got like, you know, no, no, like we, we can go on, we can win this. And I just think in terms of, again, that, that word mentality, you can see it as different at Dundee than what I expected it to be at the start yeah. of the season. Yeah, I don't know if it's just the just the Owen Beck effect of doing something like that every game, but it does feel like they've got a wee bit of a swagger about them. It, yeah, and that really helps because uh, Gary was obviously, they've lost Portal, Portales, 
Portales. Uh, Portales. He's out for um, what three Tony months? Doors. Tony, Tony Doors. Doors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's out for three months. Uh, so that's really bad. And they moved Donnelly into right centre back. So it started because as a, a we massive chat about Dundee and how they their team really works. The, the makeup of it and Beck being like a flying down one side and you've got McGee who's quite safe on their defence lot and who's also comfortable coming into midfield in the centre because he's comfortable in that in that position that helps it all work so you might be they might have to do a bit of the grind now you think that um, he's he's a really the, as a defender really important part of mm. how that the makeup of their team because he's really good on the ball and the replacements are, just aren't going to be like that but they're their goal coming into the season was just to stay up and they're 10 points ahead of Livingston now and they are they're only 5 ahead of Motherwell who are currently 11th they've got 2 games in hand over Motherwell so it's kind of you're already starting to think of Dundee going is your, is your aspirations now more than that should be hmm. I mean yeah. they won't say it but in, in behind closed doors they'll be talking about the top 6 definitely and there's no reason why not they've again they've got more of an identity than 99% of the teams in that league they do they, they, yeah. Know, yeah. they know what they want to do they know what they want to be whereas no one else does it's so all just fucking throwing darts at a board every week for everyone else. <laughs> right, let's move on to... When you always finish on a nil-nil game, we've got two this week. Nah. Any any preference? St Mirren first or Livingston first? St Mirren. St Mirren. It didn't yeah, that bad yeah. a game, like when you're watching the highlights. Yeah. Like, yeah. The two of them were really, really wanting to win. And to be fair, again, it's that, that strange thing for the Kettlewell effect is that I can see why they're sticking with them. The team is definitely not turned on them, and but yeah. it's getting out of hand. You games. have to win them, actually. Yeah. Even if, and if they and if they can't win, we'll try and maybe you need to make changes in January. Yeah. I, 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 I saw a comment from a little fan online that I just absolutely love, so I just want to share it. When we defend, we carry score, and when we score, we carry defend. <laughs> that's one or the other. That's yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, it's like when you try to text and do something else at the same time. You carry do both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the first clean sheet since third of September, I think. By the way, yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. So, aye, that that kind of summarises that point neatly, doesn't it? Yeah, I think th- there was a bit of praise for Jacob Blaney in terms of having one of his best games in a while shot, and Brody Spencer, uh, right wing back, because he started the season. I thought he looked like a very impressive signing, but he eventually just his form regressed because he was playing on the left wing and he doesn't have a left foot yeah well but now a lot been, of that for Kettlewell but now that he's been playing on the right he's actually been looking alright but it's just and he played getting the left wing back they all yeah. made sense yeah so, yeah, the, the team kind of makes sense it's just still as, as well a lot of teams in the league just kind of a lack of Mo don't necessarily have a lack of attacking quality they just have a lack of attacking quality to supplement guys like Blair Spittle and Mika Budith when they've not got their shooting boots on and then but you can see again the you, we said it was like almost a criticism of Kettlewell that took this long for guys like Ghent, Spence yeah. being the right bit, and then Drakowski's coming to the team and like you're saying, the first clean sheet in three months and they play like, they're probably their only sort of registered defensive midfielder. Again, why is it taking this long for, for us to get to this point? But when you're doing it now and making sense, the results are turning very slowly, but they, they are still turning. And But when you look at that lineup that they have there, that, that should do fine. It should do fine. It all when it when it all adds up and makes sense, that team it should be absolutely fine. But Sibirin, they'll be just can he get themselves going again? I know it's mental though that it feels like they've won one game in about fifty mm. and yet they are fourth only by a goal difference. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> three three goals field that helps. We're all in the same plague pit together, that's yeah. basically it, isn't it? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's quite an indictment. Mm-hmm. I, I think the thing to focus on for Simon for this one, and it's because he missed the penalty, but it's just in general, Marco Harris has been bad for the last 
five or six weeks since he came back for injuries not looked the same it's now just a case of him taking him a wee bit of time to get up to speed but or he's, think he's not was, having an impact on games or do you think everyone was getting a bit carried away last season uh, well there's also <laughs> definitely that but he was, he was definitely he was good, good he was good and I, I think he is good but I was last season it was getting so out of hand people telling he's been for Scotland what? <laughs> that was a penalty as well. It was very much a player not in form. Uh, he, he did not look confident at all when that yeah. went up. His body language just going up to take it, it suggested somebody that didn't fancy himself to score. Uh, surely you hand the penalty over. I bet you're still yeah. going to. No, no, no football is going to do, do that. that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think as well. Like, if I score this, that's going to get me going. Yeah, uh, yeah, oh, no. yeah absolutely. But there's, yeah, yeah. there's also like, uh, yeah, like mm. you, 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 they're, they're nowhere, no one's secure enough as a footballer to admit. Yeah, 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 exactly. You think that shows weakness, but yeah. actually it shows strength. If yeah. anything, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not in the right place. But I'd be like, oh, he's shattered. you know that we don't, we don't think, we don't think of things uh, in a deeper meaning. It is, yeah. That guy's papped it. I love, <laughs> I love that there was a sports scene highlight that was showing the giving of an indirect free kick. I was like, oh, this is for an yeah. indirect free kick. You don't see that very often. Oh, and then it just cuts away immediately to the next club. <laughs> we still don't see them very often. Yeah, it must, it must have been rotten. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, to be fair, who's practicing them? Like, well, they never have. We need more rules, or at least yeah. rules to be enforced. Please, more. less rules. Please, stop changing the rules and stop bringing <laughs> more need, rules. We need, we need more rules to be enforced, so it's, it's a punishment as an indirect free kick. So take away some of the penalty stuff. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Like, I think any, any handball in the box yeah. isn't like the players definitely tried to save that on purpose. Aye, yeah. Yeah. indirect yeah. free yeah. kick. Aye, we're all agreed that penalty is too harsh a punishment for a lot of the stuff yes. that gets given for a and indirect so. free kicks are fun yeah the solution's there yeah just make take, football fun yeah. again uh, absolutely please and uh, no, not sin bins oh that's <laughs> awesome yeah. right away they're saying right what's the next big thing and you're thinking look surely be something good oh for fuck's sake <laughs> <laughs> that's not going to why it just doesn't yeah, work yeah, in a yeah, game yeah. like this and just they add more confused mm. the refs are fucking struggling is it? there's too much to do add another layer mm, should that be a red card everyone will be in the fucking sin bin they'll never red card anyone <laughs> It'll just be a yeah, yeah, 10 yeah. minutes and play a one-on-one. It'll be like, you know, when you played football when you were younger and they'd shout at numbers and you'd run from each end. That's yeah, what I, That yeah, was yeah. good, though. Actually. Yeah, that, that was that'll good. Be, that'll yeah, be yeah, yeah, extra yeah, time. Yeah. Do yeah. it like that. Yeah, it's another good solution, though. In, the stoppage, in stoppage time, play that. <laughs> now we're going to Ammonville for a final game. Livingston nil, Kilmarnock nil. Livingston failing to score for the seventh game in succession. Time to go away, Livingston. And a perfect opportunity to stop that rot when they were awarded a late penalty in this game. And Bruce Anderson in the 83rd minute hit the outside of the post. Honking penalty. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what to say about it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. I don't really have anything yeah, to drink yeah. to the party. Yeah. Uh, come yeah, on, I think I'd maybe something to say. It's it's really a it's really a shame about Kyle McGuinness, isn't it? But he just he comes back for injury. It's something that's just been completely gubbed by injuries in recent seasons. He comes back. He's into the game in the 87th minute. And he lasts till the 94th minute before he has to go off injured again. Does he have to make a decision and just, ah, can he do this? Yeah. It's five years, a lot of evidence that he can't do it. It's a shame. Just it's a shame. I'm not yeah. saying it's not yeah. a shame, but there does. And I, he just kept betraying you. Yeah, and I, I know you don't want to do it, but I mean, someone, I think like, especially Kilmarnock, when they signed him, I was like, ah, of course there's someone who's doing it. Well, I couldn't believe it. Like, like, like the evidence of the four years. So like, I know you're thinking, because we done it at Easter Road. 
oh, once we get McGuinness back, he could be the link player and he brings energy. He's got an eye for goal. So he's got a lot of the, the tools that you don't have a lot of in Scottish mm-hmm. Premiership. So I can see why people are desperate and come on a grove thinking they can pull a fast one, get a guy who's probably above them ability-wise, yeah. who cost him a lot of money, ability-wise, and obviously had a huge sort of build-up as, as a style of player and get him in. But his body just isn't cut out for it. And it's, yeah. Five years is, is a lot of evidence. And... I just I, it, maybe the decision will be made for him, and nobody's going to because who's going to give him a contract after this? It's difficult because when you're in that position, you must think I'm going to give it every possible chance. I don't want to be sitting in five, ten years' time thinking I didn't didn't have a last goal when I could have yeah, that kind yeah. of thing. And like, to be fair, it does it does sometimes happen. I mean, lots of people wrote Mikey Devlin off. Like, yeah, you now here he is flying in at tackles. Uh, Was it five years for those guys? Yeah, five years is a long that is time. A long time. That's a long I know time. different injuries constantly. Like I say, come back on. How the you pitch. keep doing it? Though? You keep doing it until because you do hear so many players who keep doing it until they find the specialist who knows uh, who mm-hmm. somehow manages to identify what's causing the issue that they keep breaking down all the time. Yeah, maybe we just in Scotch we didn't have the we don't have the best of these people mm. <laughs> you need to get them to what's his name Steedman or what is it oh, the no, guy that's an American it's a blast for the past, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dr Richard Steedman <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> nearly to the guy that was in Corrie who yeah. murdered his whole family <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah sorry yeah. Uh, don't go in McGinnis <laughs> why are you sending me here <laughs> <laughs> driving McGinnis in the cloud yeah. I love you <laughs> I'm not that far ahead in yeah. Corrie, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, spoilers. <laughs> that was years and years ago. Yeah. Oh, that's that box set of Corrie room for me. Watch, Corey. <laughs> that must have been, God, 90s. <laughs> it shows how shit this game is. That's <laughs> the <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Armstrong got half at one point. That was something that I thought was. Oh, yeah, by my dad. I just went out to there like, that's good old Livingston right there. They do kick the living shit out of you. They do. It's not, a, it's not yeah. something that like people bring it up and it's not a stereotype. They really do kick the shit out of you. And, uh, I'm saying loads of teams don't go mental. I was thinking that uh, against St Johnston, uh, Tavares got hit a few times, and I get pissed off that people don't do the crowd in. They don't, like, mm. especially when you've got a, a wee tricky guy who's w- quite weak. You go and defend him, make a scene about everything, and it never. I've not seen a lot of that. This he's not been a lot of scene making about about like bad fouls and players are getting. Can they go and fucking make a scene? Because maybe the the directive for twenty three twenty four there'll be there'll be no scenes as they were ah, going yeah. as they were going in the clubs at the start of the season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, no scenes, no. Cr- and that's what I mean. They say that yeah. if the games are so shit, at least do something. Get everyone cheated up. <laughs> Go Ranch. Yeah. Okay, that's like I'll do. Oh, thank really God. Done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to say about that. Right, thank you very much, Tony. Oh, cheers, man. Thank yeah. you. And thank you very much, John, for returning and joining us once again. Thank you. Good to be back. Yes, it's good to have you back. Now, like I said earlier in the show, we're going to record an extra bit of bonus content. It's only for the YouTube. There isn't a Patreon that's going up at the same time as this one. However, there's going to be loads of Patreon content this week because we're going to be doing the continue with the series that we started at the end of last week, which was basically what is each club's wish Christmas wish list for the January transfer window for all the top flight teams. So we've done Hibs, we've done Kelly, we've got another 10 to get through this week and I am going to attempt to get through eight of them and Duncan's going to help me out one or a couple. So that's loads of Patreon content coming up. So if you want to hear any of that, it's patreon.com forward slash Terrace Podcast. And you can also find us on Instagram and TikTok and Twitter. Oh, Terrace Podcast. I'm not, I don't do TikTok. You started putting videos on TikTok yeah. and all that. Oh, I... The last telephone show one done really well. But like... Most of them are just like, because we're starting out, so we've still got like barely any followers. Yeah, yeah. But the last one, like, Telford and Sean one I put up was like 15,000 views, so that was, that was good. Wow, and maybe it just ain't been good. 
<laughs> they are among our brighter talents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got a note for somebody the other day. Screw me, man. More Sean. <laughs> like, we need more Sean and Telford pods. More Sean and Telford pods while the TV show is on. It's like. Does everybody not understand this? When Sean and Telford are both available, they are on every week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're down your second choice Aberdeen fan here, so. <laughs> that tells you all you need to know. That's not true, John. You left us. <laughs> but yes, if you'd like to join us for the, the YouTube, head over to that. And you can also watch this full show back as well if you are that way inclined. Right. See you later. Bye. Podcast Network.